0: Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com.
1: Episode 125, Frugal Living Hacks with Lisa Rowan.
2: Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, save money. Embrace, simplicity, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Live
1: Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And I am super excited. I say that every week or every time we have a guest, Uh, but especially excited to have this particular guest with us. And we're doing a Frugal Living Hacks episode, which Mm -hmm. is something that we've never done before. And every other personal finance podcast has one. So why not us? Yeah, it just makes sense. That's what I say. If everybody else is doing it, we should do <laughs> we it too. should too. Yeah. It's our motto. Yeah. So let's get into our sponsors and then let me just like do that, that little ta-da emoji like everywhere.
2: Okay, perfect. Words.
1: I'm going to show you how first, to do that in words.
2: First we have, you know it, the Frugal Friends Workbook. Whether you're new to budgeting or trying to reach a big financial goal and need something to motivate you, you'll enjoy the frugal friends workbook made by yours truly. yours truly's, if there's multiple, I don't know. It's a digital workbook (laughs) with six week-long challenges that will help you save money, simplify your life, improve money conversations, and so much more. It is over 60 pages, you guys, and it can be completed on your own, but it is created to be gone through in pairs or small groups. That's why every purchase comes with two Downloads so you can share or split the cost. Head to frugalfriendspodcast.com/slash workbook to learn more and use the code TACO BELL. You know how to spell that one, it's all one word. Get ten dollars off the regular
1: price. Yes, please. Just, just do it to use the code. And this episode's also brought to you by Real Friends. Yep. Mm. They exist. You might have forgotten what it's like to not have just virtual friends, but real friends do exist. They're the ones that help you move, bring you dinner when you have a baby, and go to the beach with you and drink Margs. Real life friends. Go get you some. (laughs) So real. It's September and it is. there are some friends that I have that I haven't seen in a very Mm. long time. You're a real friend to me. You are a real friend to me, too. I see you.
2: Yeah. And it sounds like Lisa's a real friend, too.
1: She is. Lisa is a dear friend of mine and a powerhouse personal finance writer. She is my former coworker and mentor at the Penny Hoarder. She was the reporter for Life Hackers' Two Cents column. And she's now a banking and personal finance writer for Forbes. What, what? But arguably her best work was as the editor of my best-selling book, The No Spend (laughs) Challenge Guide. Plug. The book is literally dedicated to her and Travis, but also her. And she has her first book uh, called Money Hacks, and it comes out September 22nd. It has over 275 ways mm-hmm. to decrease your spending, increase your savings, and make your money work for you. And it is the inspiration for this Frugal Living Hacks episode. And she's just fun. I just love spending time with her. And I know you guys will too. So let's get into this interview.
0: Ooh,
2: let's do it. What a, what a,
1: what a, Ali Oop. There's your sports <laughs> reference.
0: <laughs> Ali Oop. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, longtime listener, first time guest. <laughs> oh my gosh!
1: Yes, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. So happy to be here. I remember when we were first starting the show, and my <laughs> desk was right across from you. And I stood up and I was like, "We need a bill of the week. Nobody listens <laughs> to our show." you and were now, there for us now
0: look at us I now. really appreciate feeling needed and uh, that my work is valued by my peer group and when someone tells me they need help I'm going I'm going to do something might not be the thing you wanted me to do but I'm gonna do something <laughs> and it's
2: always That's fantastic
0: amazing. I always uh, love it
2: Lisa, I don't know you well, but we live in the same city now, and that's that's enough for me. That's all I need. Yes, we are um, just a stone to throw think away. Your
0: Soon enough, yeah. I'm gonna teach you all the great places to get margaritas. <laughs> I'm gonna start throwing rocks
2: then. Yes, in all directions. Yes. Oh my um, gosh! I'm so excited about your book. I have flipped through it. Not gonna lie, f- flipped through it because it's technically not even out yet. Um but it is overwhelming how many amazing tips you have. So I want to I want to talk to you about those. <laughs> yeah. You have 47 tips alone for curbing mindless spending. I'm curious, what are your favorites?
1: Oh gosh, what did I give you on that list I-
2: <laughs> earlier? Today. There are so there's
1: over 275, so we needed her to cut, you know,
0: pare it down. Yeah. Um, I was asked for yeah. Cliff's notes today because it, it is sort of a, a hefty book. It's one that will weigh down your handbag when you're carrying it around or when you're carrying around the copies of the manuscript that you've put out <laughs> to edit it, uh, several times as but I learned is, it's.
2: It- It seems almost like a reference, like you should have a dictionary and an encyclopedia and your money hacks book. It's, it's, it's something that I would want to reference often.
0: Yeah. And you know, just uh, like my dictionary and encyclopedia. Yeah. The encyclopedia though is way more expensive than the money hacks book and an encyclopedia. I believe you have to sign a contract for like 15 years to receive uh, encyclopedias. encyclopedia. So this is a way lower investment towards your frugal life. Um, And it is is. it's meant to be a quick reference and it's one of those books that I envision a group of friends passing around all the time um hey like mm-hmm. I got a lot of you know good tips out of this chapter like you're working on paying down debt or you're working on your budget so you know take a look at this and then pass it on to the next person who needs it uh and it's one of those Absolutely. you can come back to and flip through again and again and maybe pick up something new for where you are in your life
1: mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I picked up a few things so the first one that you said was your favorite um, was reconsider whether membership is worth it. Tell me about that.
0: Ladies, ladies, I feel like I'm getting subscriptioned out in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I, you don't even know it's
1: a subscription anymore. That's how much they've disguised
0: them. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially now that during the pandemic, and I'm home all the time. It's everything is a free trial and then some sort of ongoing cost, right? Whether it's... Uh, like a streaming service, or it might be something where you get products in the mail. For example, I recently did my first order from a company whose name I won't mention, but you can probably guess they sell like household products. Uh, And you can buy stuff regular style and pay for shipping whenever you want it. But the thing they want you to do during your free trial is get sucked into whatever like the elite status is where for like 20 bucks a month, all of your shipments come free. I don't need, I don't need shipments of paper towels every month because it's just me and my cats at home. I don't need premium service for household items. And so I love that we're disrupting the way that we shop. We're disrupting the way we pay for things. We have more choices than ever before. But if you're not watching where you're spending your money, these memberships are really going to start adding up. All the subscriptions, memberships, shopping services. And I I will admit that this is the biggest part of my own budget. When you look at, you know, when you go past the necessities, the biggest chunk is like monthly memberships. A lot of them I love. A lot of them, I don't really need. It's time to cut those out. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's what every company is trying to get us to do
2: because they recognize that's where the money is. Either by people not actually taking advantage of the membership or they're just making boatloads of cash on these products that aren't actually that expensive. I mean, there's tons of ways, but... Yeah, and in some ways, if we find the ones that are good for us and and we really desire and, and it really impacts our lives in positive ways, then fine. But to membership, every single thing is just ridiculous.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's 2020. Commitment is overrated.
1: <laughs> but it's a marketing tactic that, that yeah. businesses are seriously using. And businesses that weren't subscription-based models before are becoming subscription-based uh, because it is more lucrative. So just acknowledge that that is a marketing tactic that people are using to get more mm-hmm. of your money.
0: Yeah. And just because a company makes it hard to cancel doesn't mean you should stop trying. Amen. I know. As Sometimes like I hate the phone. Sometimes you just have to call and you just have to keep using the line over and over. I would like mm-hmm. to cancel. A lot of them are not that bad now, but you, you got to stick to your guns because mm-hmm. it's, it's your budget every month. Yeah. I've started to become a
2: sleuth in like marketing tactics, and not that I'm really like an expert at all, but I think <laughs> mindfulness has really helped me. Like to kind of press pause and be like, what are, what are they what did they just do to me? I just got uh-huh. an email today from um some website wanting my money. But essentially they were like, You're the first in line for this deal. And initially it like got me like it, it, like the subconscious level was this, Oh, first in line, that means I've got to move quickly. That means I've got to do this thing now, or I might lose my spot. You know, like my, my thought immediately goes to mm-hmm. what's it like to be the first in line at an amusement park? What do you do with that? Uh, obviously I did not, I didn't even click on it, but it's helped me to realize like, oh, they actually want me to feel something right now. And they're not actually going to give me a deal. Delete.
1: Yep. Good girl. Yes. yes. <laughs> claps, <laughs> claps. Um, I I liked a few other ones in this mindless spending chapter. Uh, I'm partial to number to number thirty five, which is essentially do a no spend challenge, and you have tips on how to prepare, um, and how to get through one. So that's really great. But then also hack thirty eight, hit the gym. I used this one a lot to do something instead of spend money when we were paying off debt I did a lot of running and I also started well I had a crossFit membership and I kept it throughout our debt payoff uh, up until the very end but I didn't I didn't quit at that point because of the money and then I, I got it back like nine months later so I really love that one and even if you're spending money on that every month. I feel like it gives you something to do at a time where you would otherwise maybe go spend money. um, And it's just a healthier way to spend your money.
0: Yeah, Jen will remember the days when I used to go to the gym right after work when we worked in the same office and, you know, the clock would hit five and I wanted to be in the gym because I wanted to get it done because I wanted to go home and eat dinner. But it also gave me a routine that provided the consistency I needed to stay in the right direction right if I knew exactly where I was going when work ended at the end of the day then I knew okay I'm going to the gym and I'm going home I'm not gonna dilly-dally stop and have a drink with a friend go to this little shop to see what they have before they close for the evening you know it it just gives me those like lily pads to hop through my day mm-hmm. so that I'm not, letting myself sort of get distracted by other things like mindlessly scrolling and shopping when I don't need that. Plus, I mean, look, when you feel good, like how often do you feel great and you say, you know what I want to do right now? Shop online. Like, no, when you've got those endorphins rushing through your body after a trip to the gym, I mean, you probably just want to sleep immediately, but (laughs) you don't necessarily feel that need to like, sit down on your couch and immediately start like checking through your sale emails. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: And the same can be said for uh, for negative routines, too. If you have a routine of like leaving work and stopping at Chipotle to get dinner, mm-hmm. then you can replace that bad routine with a more positive routine. And just, yeah, give yourself those lily pads to jump on. Don't try and, and take away bad things.
0: Rather, replace them with Better things, yeah, and like you said, you know, the gym is not a free place unless you work out at the like what are the things the adult playgrounds that they have by the park? They have all the calisthenic equipment, they mm-hmm. do have those. I mean, you could use those, those are yeah. actually pretty legit here, yeah. Those I, they're are they're the pretty most hardcore. legit I've ever seen. They're yeah. next to a beach, everyone has muscles in a tan except me, but like you could go to one of those but even if you're spending money on exercise whether it's through an app through a traditional membership at a gym you you are sort of like multiplying your benefit right you have a place to go it might have a social aspect for you you're getting those mood boosting benefits you're gonna be super tone like you you know you can spend money but multiply the benefits of that you didn't have if you weren't exercising that's yeah. my pitch for exercise. It doesn't matter what your goal is as long as you just like do the thing.
1: Yeah. And then you can make real life friends at the gym.
0: Yeah. But don't get too close to them.
1: Right. It's 2020. Uh, so chapter three um, is called Get Debt Free. But there are actually a lot of great credit building hacks in there. And I get it like cre- is, credit is like a, a gauge for your debt responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um I especially liked the one um, where like have your landlord submit your rent payment uh, through an online service. That one's great. If your landlord doesn't already do that, um, Lisa has a few resources listed in the book. I forgot what they are, but they can literally just sign up at these services online and submit your payments and that can help build your credit um, without getting a credit card. Mm. So
0: that one was great. You know, the thing that we're seeing um, in these very recent years is that a lot of younger people are less likely to sign up for credit cards than they used to be maybe in the 90s or the early 00s when we were coming up as adults. And they still need to build credit because down the road, if you want to make a big purchase, buy a house, um, you know, sometimes you get your credit checked for a job and you want to have a good score, even if you don't want to you know, increase your chances of getting into debt. So if you can do something like have your landlord report your rent, you're going to be trying your best to pay your rent on time every month. So you may as well get some credit for it. I will say chapter three was the easiest one for me to write because I have had my own issues with debt in the past. I have clawed my way out of that hole. I never want to be in there again. And so I feel really motivated to tell people a lot about, staying motivated to pay off debt, strategies for doing it, and also the strategies for maintaining a healthy credit over your life.
1: My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity, when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like
2: the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited
1: talk, text, and data
2: for $15 a month.
1: All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan, and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts.
2: To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just fifteen bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com/frugal. That's mintmobile.com/frugal. Cut your wireless bill to fifteen bucks a month at mintmobile.com/frugal. Forty-five dollars upfront payment required, equivalent to fifteen dollars a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
1: Now that I have kids, I'm hyper aware of the information I put online. But unfortunately, there's only so much I can do. Our personal information is everywhere on the internet and I don't have time to monitor and take it off every website. That's why I personally use Delete Me. Delete.me is a service that
2: finds and removes any personal information from hundreds of data broker websites and make sure it stays off. Delete.me isn't just a one-time service. It's always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you don't want on the internet.
1: I signed up, completed a questionnaire, and they took it from there, submitting opt-out requests to data broker sites and keeping my personal info private. To take control of your data and
2: keep your private life private by signing up for Delete.me. Now, at a special discount for our listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete.me plan when you go to joindeletemecom slash frugal and use promo code FRUGAL at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to com slash FRUGAL and enter code FRUGAL at checkout. That's com slash FRUGAL, code FRUGAL.
0: Yeah,
1: credit nice. is something we, we haven't talked about much, and I would love to do an episode on it because it is very misunderstood. Um, so you had so many great tips in there. What was maybe your favorite tip from that chapter.
0: One of my favorites that I didn't know a lot about before I wrote the book was that you can send what's called a goodwill letter to your creditors. If you have had um, bad behaviors in the past with your, um, with your debt. So if you have missed payments, if you have gone over your max limit for a credit card, if you, um, you know, didn't pay a loan on time and you're falling behind, it doesn't work for every kind of debt. Uh, and it, your mileage is going to vary from creditor to creditor, but you can send them a letter, a good old fashioned formal letter where you basically apologize and you admit that you've done things wrong in the past and you're taking action to fix it from here on out. Some of it is easy. You're going to say, Oh, you know, I lost my job for six months. I fell behind. I have stable employment. I am saving, you know, here's what I'm doing to remedy the situation. Uh, but in a lot of cases they will maybe remove uh, late, marks from your account from your credit report Um, they may waive some late fees there's no guarantee and it you know it depends on sort of what's happening with your creditor and and sort of the economic landscape but it's one of those things where it may take you an hour or two to put together a letter edit it send it off like actually in the mail you're probably going to mail it but it could you know weeks later have a benefit that really you know gives you a return on your time
2: It is one of those situations that I think we often don't consider to ask. I mean, I hear that across the board, not just when it comes to debt or building good credit, but just asking. It's similar to negotiating of, hey, can I get a better rate? Hey, can you forgive me? Hey, can, uh, I get a raise, whatever it is like, just ask, put, Mm -hmm. put a few minutes into drafting a letter, making a phone call, doing something. I think we can think our hands are tied Well, they just, they sent me this letter or this email and I can't do anything about it. But reality is you might be able to, if you, if you put some time into it and ask. Yeah.
1: Yes. And you can find templates, Um, for Goodwill letters on Google, just type, I mean, search Goodwill letter template um, and you can find them on there. And definitely if you've already paid off the debt and, but there's still negative dings on your credit report, um, then definitely send a Goodwill letter to whoever that creditor is because more than likely they will, um, they will take it off if you've already like Settled the debt um, or paid it off. So I love that mm-hmm. one. Um, and then also there's claim you're missing money.
0: Can you tell <laughs> me about that one, Lisa? Okay. So this is one of those tips where I've written about it before, but um, I, I didn't understand the benefit of it until after I was working on the book. So I will tell you the tip and then I'll tell you how amazing it can be. So every state has a fund that money goes into when it, goes unclaimed by the person it belongs to this could be all sorts of money it could be your security deposit for your electric bill for the apartment you lived in five years ago it could be a last pay stub from a job that you left and they didn't have your forwarding address it could be uh, in some cases an old 401k that's just sitting there maybe some stock got sold and you have old investments and you can go on your state's directory look up your last name And I mean, your first name would also help, but, you know, start with your last name. You might look for your whole family while you're there. I'm I'm going to take all the Smiths.
1: (laughs) Money from all the Smiths. (laughs)
0: There are plenty of you. Take your pick. Uh, And Mm. you can find out if there is money that is owed to you through one of these state funds. It's not just where you live now. It's where it's any of the places that you've lived in your life. So if you've moved around, you might need to check a few different states. But you could find that you get a not insignificant amount of money that just gets cut as a check that you get in the mail as long as you prove who you are with some identification and you know some mm-hmm. evidence that you had that job or had that old account or something like that. Um, but this was one of those things where I've never found myself in any of these systems, probably because I'm super tight bay, and I always hunt down everyone for my security deposit. Like, give me my money. I need to buy wine. So <laughs> I've never benefited from this personally, but I had a friend come to town a couple of months ago after I had mentioned these unclaimed money websites for different states. And she told her parents about it and her parents found $3,500 that yeah. belonged to her dad from some old investments through a company that got sold to another company that got sold down the line. It was money from probably 20, 25 years ago that he just lost track of. It grew in whatever account, then it went into the state fund. It was just sitting there. And they took it and planned a vacation with it. Have they taken that vacation? No, because things happened. But (laughs) they, they were able to make really fun plans with the money that they found. So... The reason that I put this tip in the chapter about paying off your debt is because when I like when I find a lump sum that I get either as a gift or as a refund or maybe a class action settlement I like to take that little pocket of money and put it towards any debt that I have whether it's a credit card balance or I still have some student loan debt so I like to take that that found money and put it somewhere that I feel like it's doing the most good for the long term for me. So check those state databases and see if you Google missing money, it'll, it'll come right up unclaimed money. Google your way to some funds. Nice. (laughs) It's a real thing. I learned about this through
2: my mother-in-law and she has, she's actually gotten money that way as well. Just some people who left her money in their will, but they weren't able to get it to her somehow. And Yeah. She had money waiting for her. So it's, it is a real thing. Um, And like you said, Lisa, maybe not, not everybody's going to find money, but it's worth spreading the message because chances are you or your parents or a friend could benefit from it.
0: Yeah. And if you're, you know, if you're looking for something to do at home that is not shopping online, you could just go put all your friends and family members names into these websites and just see what comes up. It's like a fun treasure yeah. hunt. You don't have to leave your house. You and if you find it Japan for a songs. friend,
2: be like, give me 10% yes, and I'll give find you the information. Speed. Exactly. Yes. Some fine gifts. <laughs> nice. Well, so Lisa... Speaking of making money, and we know, okay, it's good to learn how to save and actually reining Mm -hmm. in that discipline is fantastic. How to not spend, how to save, how to get out of debt. But there also comes a point where just earning more money is a part of the equation with continuing to be wise with finances and be able to continue in our debt payoff journey and reach other financial goals. What are some of your favorite tips for earning more money?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So there are, I think, two that I have in the chapter about earning more money that I, I think are some of my favorites. One is to get a mentor. And it's one of those that's a real, it's a, it's a soft to-do. There's no immediate money that you save or money that you make. But over the long run, you're going to see some benefits. I don't necessarily mean to get a mentor that is necessarily a financial advisor. What I'm thinking about is in your career, you need someone who's going to be an advocate for you. Because how often have we been told that we need to negotiate more when we're getting paid for the work that we do? And um, how often have we realized that like we're really bad at negotiating in favor of ourselves? Like It's easy to tell a friend, you need to ask for more but it's really hard to tell yourself, oh, I am worth more. Mm -hmm. So if you can find a mentor in your industry, whatever it is, who is willing to sort of coach you through career transitions as you go, it can help you when you are considering a new job offer. If you're considering taking a, a different job in a similar field, if you're trying to learn new skills that can earn you a higher salary. Having someone to use as a sounding board throughout your work life is so valuable just to be able to have a person who's in your corner. You know, you don't need to have all of the answers, but simply by being able to speak Speak with someone who really cares about you and about your success, about the challenges you're coming up against and how you can overcome them and succeed for the long haul is is really valuable and something that I've found a lot of success with. Well
1: said. Yeah. Mentors are the direct like the success I've had in my career, in my like finance writing career has been a direct correlation from like how many mentors that I've had. Like in a given time, (laughs) like the more people I have um, that I am like in contact with and not like networking, but like in relationship with Mm -hmm. um, the more successful I am. So it's Mm -hmm. it's yeah. One of those soft um, hacks that you can't really uh, define like how lucrative or how much it will benefit you monetarily. um, But it is definitely essential to getting ahead faster.
0: Yeah. And like Jill was saying, you don't know what you're going to get until you ask. Like, there's always something that you can, can ask for and not feel skeezy because you're mooching off someone. But it's about, you know, reaching out to people from Past companies that you worked with and staying in touch with people. It's about making the ask to say to someone, "Hey, I have some questions. You know, at this point in my career, can I run them by you for a half hour?" Don't ask anyone if you can pick your brain. Just like pick different language to ask that. Yes, you know, but, say that.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. It's
0: not about brain picking. It's about forming, like Jen said, a relationship mm-hmm. where you're going to have, you know, you're going to have some back and forth. You're going to, you know be able to just chat with that person. You may not always know what you need at that point, but just by having someone who's an advocate for you, it's, it's going to benefit you and your earning potential. Mm, nice. What was your second tip? Oh, you... uh, Speaking of earning potential. So I have a favorite tip specifically about side hustles. And I am a person who has, I over side hustled my way through my twenties. I, have always had two or three jobs at a time, if not more. I've always worked nights, weekends. It's um, it's not that I like working that much. I just like making money and feeling stable. But as I'm, you know, I'm now in my mid thirties and I don't exactly have the energy that I used to. And I'm learning that you can survive just about anything if you only know you need to do it for a season. So um, if you're someone who maybe hasn't had, a side hustle for a long time. Maybe you're just used to you know, having your day job and your usual responsibilities at home. Try a side hustle for a season. You know that you're going to be really crazy busy for that maybe like six to 12 weeks, but then after that busy period, you're done. And I think by having that mindset that this is just temporary, you can bust your butt to get through it. You're going to be tired, but you know there's an end in sight. Instead of knowing that maybe you have to you know, go work at Chico's every night after work indefinitely, like I did when I was 22. You know, I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. You didn't see the light at the end of Chico's. So I quit Chico's. Um, So if it's, if it this actually really helps if you have a skill or a talent that fits a season. Um, there's someone that, um, I follow that Jen and Jill, I think, you know, who makes pies at the holidays and sells pies, um, specifically, Mm -hmm. and people know every year that the pies are coming, right. So they get in their Mm -hmm. orders and, you know, they get ready for their baked goods. If you're someone who likes to do yard work, um, but you know, doesn't want to do it all the time, maybe you can rake leaves in the fall. And that's your thing where your neighbors know that you want to spend that time outside or you want to do something maybe with a teen or just get your teen out of the house for a season. Tell them to go for a side hustle. (laughs) But just by focusing on one season at a time and just doing something for a short period of time, you can get a quick influx of cash and then make decisions for how you're going to use that for the rest of the year. And you can plan based on that.
2: Such a good reminder that we don't have to do ev- anything for forever. Yeah. So but doing something for a time and that really does just that perspective helps us to get get through something or yeah. or even make the most of something if you're not having this mindset of I've got to do this thing for the long haul. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Like I know nurses will do there's flu shots um like pop-ups during flu season. Um, And nurses will do that as a side hustle just because it's exhausting to do more nursing uh, as a side hustle. So, yeah, yeah, there's always there's a lot of times there's something in your industry that you can do seasonally. And if you're doing something in your industry or with your unique skill set, that's also often more lucrative than Mm -hmm. like
0: delivering groceries or driving Uber. Right. Use the skills you already have and maximize the income you're able to make in that limited amount of time. Mm
1: -hmm. How about the last chapter, planning for the future? What do you have for us for that? Oh, my God. What did I tell you I had for that one? (laughs) It's all a blur. Um, Well, you told me you liked uh, save for graduate school. I feel like that's personal. That's
0: No, it's not. It's not even. And wait until I tell you. I mean, (laughs) it is important to save for graduate school. If you intend to go to graduate school, I am $6,600 away from being graduate school debt free. That isn't even my my bill of the week. But no, my tip about saving for grad school is actually about 529 plans. So I didn't Mm. know until I was writing this book that you can start a 529 plan for yourself. Yep. Or you can start one and you know not have a beneficiary named and then decide that it's going to be for you. So you can get some tax benefits by having a 529 plan to save away for tuition and it doesn't necessarily have to be for a formal graduate program. If there's a job training program that you're eligible for, if you want to go back for a certification, any legitimate education expense can be covered by a 529. So if you anticipate that you or anyone in your family may be going back to school to get some additional education of whatever kind in the near future, in the next, you know, 5, 10, 15 years, it's worth putting aside that money in a 529 that you like to be able to have that to draw from later um, with some, you know, smart savings know-how. Hmm.
1: And another tip for five twenty nines is that you don't have to uh, invest in the five twenty nine in your state. So, like we here in Florida, actually have a prepaid program, which in theory should be a horrible investment. But if you did that twenty years ago, you'd be like <laughs> bank. Yeah. But we're it's twenty twenty, so. If you want to invest in a 529, like we invest in Utah's 529 because it's, I mean, it's, Florida doesn't have one. Um, New York also has a really great 529 plan. So you don't, you're not restricted by the state you live in for 529. And so we didn't choose the Utah one, even though it's a great one after I did my research, but we have one, we have a 529 through college backer and so College Backer chose um, Utah's 529 plan. So that's how we do. Because interface, the way that you invest in the 529 is also really important. Because if you mm-hmm. choose one that's got a really confusing interface, it makes it hard to invest. It makes it hard for family and friends to to give to. So College Backer has a really f- user-friendly interface. and uh, And yeah, and you can use it. Like I'm investing for Kai's college, but if I wanted to use it, I could just switch myself <laughs> to the beneficiary. And if Kai doesn't Sorry, want to use Kai. it, I can just switch it to his kids or if I have any other kids. It's very versatile.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely a um a person who's thinking ahead for what it's gonna cost when my small nephews go to college. And uh Aww. you gotta, you gotta save early and often for those mm-hmm. youngsters. Mm-hmm. Whew. Oh, it's yes. tough. What a good aunt. Oh, I mean, look, it's She's all gonna, it's all gonna come back around to me because when I'm older they're gonna take care of me. So, yes. clearly, I know I've my sister this has. Through. My sister
2: has four kids. I'm like asking my husband, which one should we invest in most that we think will care for us? Yeah. <laughs> oh <my God>.
0: yep. <laughs> Yeah, when we let you get all sugared up when you come over to our house, like that, we do that all. Yeah. We do that because we're yeah. planning it. We're expecting that to pay off. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my gosh. Do you know what else is the best payoff ever? Oh, I think I know. It pays dividends. <laughs> dividends on dividends. It's the bill, bill
2: of the, the week. week.
1: It's time for the best minute of your
2: entire week Maybe a baby was born and his name is William Maybe you paid off your mortgage Maybe your car died And you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore Duck Bills, Buffalo Bills, Bill Clinton This is the Bill of
0: the Week Mm -hmm. Um, Lisa,
1: I know Girl, you know what time of the week it is You are no stranger Every week, we ask our listeners or our guests to give us their favorite bill, and you knew you were walking into.
0: Let us have it. My bill of the week is a bill that is like snapping back like a rubber band, but in the best way. Hear me out on this. Snapbacks. Snapbacks. Better than clapbacks. Uh, In the before times, my mother and I booked a cruise to Alaska, and we were very excited about this trip. And we'd never been on a cruise, either of us. My mom has been like zero places and we're so excited. And then as, as one does, they cancel their pandemic era cruise. So we had booked all of this through a travel agency and it, it, we were going with a group through my mom's church and we made our payments on the schedule. We were like, you know, like every time we made a payment, we're like, yeah, like we're almost done paying off this trip. Then it all got canceled. And the travel agency makes sure that we get our money back. Either the money we paid to them or that we paid directly to the cruise line for excursions, et cetera. We think all the money's back until we realize there's like $1,300 missing. And we're like, what is that money from? Like what? what's that extra $1,300? Turns out It's for the non-refundable plane tickets that the travel agency booked for us. And I hear the word non-refundable plus pandemic. And I say, "Mm, give me a minute. (laughs) Because the Mm. travel agency is like, sorry, they're non-refundable. Like we can't, you know, there's nothing we can do for you. And I'm like, well, I'm about to chit chat the airline. Wouldn't you know, through the power of not talking to a single person, I got to do this all online online. I got to put in this request without giving them any details about why our flights had been canceled on our behalf by the travel agency. They agreed to refund our $1,300. So I'm getting the bill back and it's going back into the travel savings pot that we made of all of our refunds. We're not going to get much interest on that money because, you know, but point eight. And when the time comes to book this trip, we can pay it all in one lump sum because mm-hmm. we were able to get all that money back. So the thirteen hundred dollars that I was just like I was just dreading having this credit on an airline that I didn't know if we were gonna fly again. That like, but like, what are you gonna do? But just by mm-hmm. asking, like we said earlier, mm-hmm. we got that. Some sweet people would just back.
2: accept their lot in life and say, "Well, that's the policy."
0: No, not for us uh-uh. frugal friends. Nope, no. Nope. We push back. I'm yes. here to tell you to say no, thank you. What else can mm. you do?
1: Snap back,
0: <laughs> or yeah. you better make this right because I'm big time. As I'm punching in my ticket number on the <laughs> refund thing, I'm like, I hope they give me my money. But I it works. It works. Powerful I am. Yep. you and don't how know me. Passionate I am. But
1: I use Twitter.
0: <laughs> don't mess
1: with me, airline <laughs> yes. Um. Yes, when we had um our friend Danielle her on And uh, she was talking about how If you have booked travel And it has been cancelled Explore your options And you don't know if you don't ask Keep asking
2: If you want to submit your bill of the week If it has to do with getting all your money back Or just you know. Oh my gosh, if you got any money, let us know. Yes. Uh, Visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill. Leave us a bill. We'll listen to it. We'll talk about it. It'll be our bill of the week. How do I get my partner on board with our finances? It's a top question we get from listeners and we've realized it's a game changer when there are tools that allow you to work together better like
1: Monarch. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com frugal. Unlike other
2: personal finance apps, Monarch's simple design makes it so easy to set up and manage your household finances. Plus, they have built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost.
1: After trying out Monarch myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash frugal for your extended 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial.
0: When it comes to ensuring your company has top-notch security practices, things can get complicated fast. Vanta automates compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001 and more, saving you time and money. With Vanta, you can streamline security reviews by automating questionnaires and demonstrating your security posture with a customer-facing trust center. Over 7,000 global companies like Atlassian, Flow Health, and Quora use Vanta to build trust and prove security in real time. Listeners can claim a special offer of $1,000 off Vanta at Vanta.com slash special. That's V-A-N-T-A dot slash special for $1,000 off Vanta. Yes.
2: yes. And now it's time for
1: <gasps> <The lightning round>. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even there for that one. I was just... I wasn't even there.
2: Oh, yeah. You were someplace else. You were hanging out with Thunder.
1: (laughs) I was. The Thunder. Be the Thunder. That's the (laughs) Tampa Bay Lightning's fan theme, actually. There's
2: so much to learn. um,
1: Yeah, to be the Thunder. So that's what I was doing.
2: For today's lightning round, we're talking about areas where we are currently cutting back on spending and how. Lisa, you are you are our honored guest and we would love for you to go first.
0: Y'all, y'all in these trying economic times, the place I'm trying to cut back is uh perishable food waste. Mm-hmm. I really hate when I don't get to the fresh food before it goes bad. And so during these times when I'm spending more time at home and spending more time looking at the inside of my fridge, I'm trying to find ways to maximize the use of the produce I bring into the house and any other fresh foods. So I am technically a house of one. And so I have found in the past that it's hard to go grocery shopping once a week and always have the food last and stay fresh. You have Mm. the lettuce wilts or something starts to grow mold or other things that fruits and vegetables do that is not conducive Mm. to me eating them and enjoying them. So Mm. during, um, the, you know, we're not really in quarantine anymore, but like mentally I'm still in quarantine. So I've been trying to make, um, one, one pot meal every week where I see how I can maximize the ingredients that I already have in my fridge. I am making sure that I have salad ingredients that I like and can get through quickly. Like I, May spend a little more for some of my ingredients sometimes to get them in a smaller package, but I know they're not going to go bad by the time I get to the end of the week. So that is something where I am probably going to be on this quest for my entire life. Uh, I still have feelings of guilt when I see a wilted piece of lettuce in my fridge, but you know, we are not perfect. It is always a journey. And um, please come over to my house and make a salad. Mm. Jill makes great salads be there
2: oh really mm-hmm. thanks Jen you're welcome yep all I do is like usually cut up cucumber on lettuce but um Jen's easy to please and I love her for that
1: I am I love me for are that. you Jen um so I have actually I am trying to cut back on fast food Ooh. it has been a bad habit I've picked out picked up since giving birth um drive-throughs were kind of like when I would, when Kai was an infant and the only place he would sleep is the car seat, I would drive around and I would find myself in drive-throughs because he's asleep and I can't get out of the car. So it's this bad habit um, that I picked up last year and it's kind of carried over into this year. Mm. So I would really like to, as much as I love Taco Bell, I'd love to eat less of it. Um, and other fast food restaurants. I was never a big fast food person. Like it was really, it's really just in the past year. Um, so it's, I mean, it's embarrassing, but I'm, I want to like put it out there.
0: Mm. We're all here we're all here for you. You yeah. were fine until you started eating meat again. And then it got out of control.
1: OK, so, yeah, I was a vegetarian for 10 years, so I didn't have a lot of fast food options. So yeah. it wasn't oh, like whatever. a big deal. She still ate french fries all the time. Don't let her fool you. <laughs> That's true. French fries I, do, I don't even vegetarian. eat the french fries now, really. Oh. It's like the burgers and the burritos.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But look, you got it. You got to put it out there. You've got to tell people about your goal, the thing you're working on. And if you cut back on how often you get fast food, then you're going to appreciate it more when you do. Mm. I I, am, know wow, I just appreciate preached it more. I just preached hard to the choir right now. Like Jen, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you wrote that book.
1: Lisa
2: is also pointing at us with a nail file. I don't know when that came into the yeah. picture and what you
0: were doing while we're podcasting, but I appreciate it. You shouldn't be filing my nails while I'm on a microphone, but it is that's a habit I've picked up that costs nothing except my dignity.
2: Oh, well, uh, Jill, save you, us. Similar to you both. Uh, mine is food-related. Gosh, yes. we... We do. We got we to gotta rein this in. And if anybody has been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that I, Jill, have just a saga worth of a journey. Like you could write a book about like my approach to food currently though. And I'm very excited about it. So here's what's happening. I am seeking to cut back on my takeout So I'm not really like, I don't spend typically a ton of money on fast food, but I do with takeout, especially with COVID. It's been my Uh like uh guilty pleasure. Not even that guilty. I've been actually making it seem quite um, heroic, (laughs) if you will, to be supporting local business through this pandemic where small businesses are suffering. So uh, yeah. And then I reap the benefits of food. Anyhow, We are now fully moved into our home and I have no more excuses, but we did buy a grill. And so here's what I'm realizing. I can cut back on my buying of takeout if I can also enjoy the experience of eating and cooking. And so grilling is like the best hack ever. And I'm pretty sure we're going to do it every night. Check back in. (laughs) But we just had a fantastic meal over my lunch break. I started marinating chicken and then I just diced up some sweet potatoes and Brussels sprouts and it all went on the grill and it all tasted fantastic. And I was like, uh, all of that was $10 and it's going to be about three more meals. Nice. Yeah. Make but it wrapped an up in that is, for me is, yes, making an experience and something fun, something that I actually look forward to. Like, I think grilling is fun. Hopefully the novelty doesn't wear off.
0: I was going to say. I don't think it will. You can grill all year round down here. Yes. You're going to be now living it for, up. Yeah. Get the spatula, yes. get the apron, get the hot mm. tub, get the, what's that other thing <laughs> in your house we're coming over for? <laughs> salad? I don't know. What else are you I'm coming over for? Over salad? For wine, salad? Salad?
2: Yeah. Uh, the bayou?
0: Kayaking? Yeah. We are some yeah, it ladies. All. We are coming over.
1: Come yeah. On. We're, we're all in St. Petersburg right now, but none of us are together. You, you would have assumed that Jill and I would record together when we started living 15 minutes away from each other, but we have not yet done that. You'll get so, there. We'll get there. Um, I do love you. You are a real friend. <laughs> yes. Real no, life. <laughs> but I have an, inf- like I have a toddler and, and he's sleeping and, My husband's at work, so I can't leave the house.
0: Real friends can say, you stay in your home and I'll stay in mine. You know, like
1: you can do that. That's so true. And but
0: eventually we
1: should see each other in person.
2: And I've only been here for a week and a half so far. So you don't have to feel too bad.
1: Yeah. Lisa, tell everyone where they can find your new book, Money
0: Hacks. Money Hacks comes out September 22nd. You can find it wherever books are sold. If you can't remember anything but my name, you can go to LisaRawan.com and there is a link to where you can buy it online. Um, it's it's, it's going to be everywhere. It's already I, available for pre-order yeah, on Amazon. You can, you can order it right now. My Both of my parents have. And I... <laughs> My step-parents also have. And I'm like, yes. several of you live in the same place. You don't need multiple copies of the books, but thank you. Mm. When step-parents pay off. Man, mm. right? Yes. Right? Talk about Blended dividends. families. Right? So, yep, you can find it um, for pre-order now or wherever
1: books are sold after September 22nd. awesome Lisa thanks so much for coming on the show and sharing these hacks I know we only went over a few of them but literally this book is Mm jam-packed with good hacks and it's way better than a blog post it's just real good stuff so uh, definitely get your hands on a copy and reap the benefits and tell us about it in the frugal friends community on Facebook
2: thanks Lisa thanks guys
1: So good. That was just a fun episode. And so I hope you got something out of it. But really, that was for us.
2: (laughs) Friends on friends (laughs) on friends is what you call that one. Um, But honestly, some really kind of hidden in the weeds type tips. I think we definitely hit on some things that you typically
1: don't hear about. Yeah. Like finding unclaimed money. With almost 300 tips in the book, there are going to be things you haven't heard of, or maybe you have, but you have forgotten and you haven't tried. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely worth going through and making a list of some things you want to do. And then yeah, passing it on as a Christmas gift to someone. It's it's just a really great book with a lot of great stuff. And Mm -hmm. Lisa knows what she's talking about. I mean, like I said before, she was my mentor at the Penny Hoarder. She continues to be my mentor and uh, just a really great friend. So I'm super proud of her for getting this book deal and writing this amazing book. And gosh, I'm going to use whatever platform I can to elevate it.
2: That's great. And we're so grateful for Real Friends. Like you, Jen, like yes. Lisa, and like our frugal friends. And we're so thankful for all of you who are listening. And we also want to thank you for your kind reviews that you leave us on iTunes and Stitcher. Like this one, for example, from Kat McCoy, 34 five stars, uh, titled Real Tips from Real Friends. Mm, you Ugh. thought this was all random, Man, didn't it's you? It's not random. It is mm. all tied in. Girl, uh, Kat McCoy 34 says, y'all, the frugal friends podcast is my favorite podcast to listen to. Jen and Jill are great about discussing the many different ways to be frugal while still living your life. I appreciate that they can talk about different methods, ideologies, and options without saying one is better than another or shoving their products down your throat. I finish an episode feeling encouraged, not belittled like some other podcasts can make me feel. I love their fun attitudes and realistic approach to money. I really like that I'm having a discussion with friends. Keep it up, ladies.
1: Mm, nice. Thanks, thank Kat you, McCoy. Kat. Yeah. I hope you don't
2: feel like we're shoving the frugal friend's workbook down your face. No, <laughs> you can't. No, because it's-, <laughs> it's actually really good. But you, you don't have to. But if you want to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We also want to thank our friends for sharing these episodes on Instagram and Facebook. We definitely try to reshare everything we see on Instagram. And we want to include you in our monthly drawing. Uh, So for every five tags that we receive and reviews that we get emailed, uh, we are giving away a copy of the Frugal Friends workbook. And so if you... Yeah, Send us something via email. Even if you don't win, you're going to get something. So definitely keep those tags and reviews coming. Yeah. And
2: when you do review us on iTunes or Stitcher, send that screenshot to podcast at gmail.com. Keep tagging us on social. You know the drill.
1: Mm, we'll see you next week. Bye. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Sirianni.
0: Wow. Mm. Jen.
1: Yeah. I'm excited. I'm sorry. What? Uh, Go for it. I was just gonna say I'm excited for hot tub tomorrow, but you already know that. So Oh, (laughs) wait. Is that really? (laughs) That's it. That's all I was gonna say.
2: (laughs) Did you really invite yourself over tomorrow? Like you slipped it in. Like if you keep saying Tuesday, it'll happen. I don't know. I mean, I think so. Uh, Eric Eric
1: said it was fine. Oh, you guys already talked about this. Yeah. (laughs) You and Eric didn't have like a conversation with your eyes. No, I I was was, too busy doing other things. You guys don't have conversations with your eyes. Not that time. Oh, we have
2: conversations with our mouths.
1: Oh, like we're beyond that.
2: (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Come on over. We'll probably (laughs) do burgers. Great. It's like seems to be what we do together. Perfect. And it's our way of grilling and cutting expenses and getting a little bit of fun and frugality together. Awesome. Bye.